Hi, welcome to the Ear Training Podcast. I'm Sam Evans, your ear training coach, and this is what we're talking about today. One, two, three. Uh, thanks for listening. I guess, first of all, we uh, need to have a, our little... Uh, So here's what's going on today. If you're in the key of this, where this is do, and you've listened to the podcast for a while, you're probably well aware, or maybe you're just starting to learn what the one chord sounds like, which is that, what the four chord sounds like. What the five chord sounds like, and maybe even the six, the three, and the two. And of course, we're going to keep talking about those the one, two, three, four, five, and six chords. Seven hardly counts. We can, we've talked about that in the past. We can, uh, So, but those are the diatonic chords, meaning if you're in the major scale or the minor scale, it's just using the notes that are in the scale, the seven notes, the seven white notes are the a diatonic scale. Of course, there are others, but it's just your combination of seven notes that uh, gives you what you need. Um, there are... If uh, there are also plenty of chords outside of the diatonic scale that we actually use a lot in normal music that you hear all the time. Yesterday we talked about some. Uh, today we're going to talk about a combination of a handful of these that makes for very interesting, um, very interesting composition. If you're in a major scale, here's your one chord. Here is your normal six chord. 6 minor. And here is your flat 6 chord. Here's the thing. This resolves really well back to 1. Flat 6 goes well back to 1. Flat 3 also goes well back to 1. And, of course, yesterday we talked about the flat 7. So flat 3, flat 6, and flat 7 uh, are kind of like uh, the the extra chords, some special chords uh, that you can use to kind of spruce up your major composition uh, in a way that doesn't actually feel too much like you've departed from the key. Uh, let me talk about what I mean here. Here's C, here's F. A minor, A flat major, B flat major, 
major. We can climb up from A flat, B flat to C. That's a common usage. Uh, another one is uh, is just if your melody is on one. I'll do it in a different key. If your melody is on one. You can switch between the flat six chord and the one chord very easily because do is part of that. Do le me do fa do so mi do le me do so mi. Right? It's kind of interesting. Um, here's another fun usage in Lord of the Rings. You remember this melody? Right, and I, I don't know exactly how it goes, but that's the gist of it. Uh, it's something like this. One, flat three. Because that flat three chord has the mesote in it. So it's a one do with the one major underneath, and then we have a me chord, flat three major. And then here it is again, flat six, flat seven, one. Here's a way to think of this: so flat three, flat six, flat seven. All of these notes have their own relationship with each other. Let's say we're in the key of C, and our flat three is therefore E flat, flat six is A flat, flat seven is B flat. The whole idea behind this is that E flat, A flat, and B flat major are in their own key together. This is a one, four, five in E flat major. And obviously we can do it anywhere. If uh, if we're in the key of F, then our flat three is... Sorry, let's not do F. If we're in the key of E, our flat three is G, our flat six is C, and our flat seven is D. But G, C, and D are one, four, five in the key of G. So it's all based on the uh, the flat three, right? So really what it is, is like um, <laughs> uh, you can be in one key and literally reach into another dimension of another key and pull a chord out of it. That's what you're doing when you're doing something like this. We're really saying we're in the key of C. No, we're not. Yes, we are. You know, but it's in a way that um, doesn't sound weird to our ears. The flat three, flat six, flat seven is a very um, normal one. It's one that, that it's a related key. Um, um, I believe my theory professors. As I loved them, I loved them. But I, I have a hard time feeling like the theory that was taught in college was what was useful in practical world. Because I've never heard anyone else besides my theory professors say this term. But I'll say it just for the sake of the fact that I know it makes me sound smarter. Uh, it's a secondary mediant is what this is called. Where you move up to uh, a chord that is a third away from your chord. So that's fun. 
Um, I'm trying to think of any other uses we have here. Well, actually, that is just in minor. One interesting note. Um, you know in a minor scale, the 6, 7, 1 usually flat flat one um but you but you also are aware that you can use a major or a minor six in a minor scale and it happens all the time for example you can go you can also go that's a raised six and that happens a lot you can all you can do this which used tay but you can also do this which uses T. So uh, in minor, there's a lot of fluidity uh, between the flat six and the major six. And major is something that we don't normally talk about, but there really is that kind of fluidity too, particularly harmonically speaking. So on a major scale, sounds uh, it kind of has this Eastern sound to it. Like, ooh, that's fun. Sounds like fiddle on the roof. But the idea, this of the secondary median, to use A flat instead of A natural, um, it, it almost feels majestic, you know. Uh, it's got a very different sound than just simply having a note raised in a melody. So yeah, that's something to think about. Remember, uh, I'm going to recap just for a second. Uh, if you're in the key of Do, then uh, you can use the key of May to inform your harmony. So you can use the one four five. Do, Mi, So, Fa, La, Do, So, Te, Re. You can also use the one four five based on May. May, May, So, Te. You can tell I think of this in the other key. I'm sorry. Yeah, so all sorts of combinations. Just with 12 notes, you can really get a great deal of variety in your uh, musicianship. So I hope this concept's enjoyable. Uh, Tomorrow we'll get some melody practice in. And thanks so much. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Uh, Make sure to go to eartrainingpod.com. And uh, click take the survey. Uh, if you The survey will only be up until the end of March 2020. So if you're listening in April or afterwards, then uh, too bad. There's probably something else going on. Listen to the most recent episode to find out. Um, but the um, I've designed a course, or I'm designing a course. But um, I'm designing a course called the Quarantine Accountability Program. Uh, designed to get you to the point where you know your basic theory inside and out, and you can play uh, chord progressions and melodies back to me by ear. Um, it's uh, an eight-week program. It's pretty intense. Um, eight-week program, if you didn't hear me say that. Um, the idea... So anyways, what I'm trying to say is uh, if you take the survey in March, I can give you a very heavy discount when that course launches. Uh, that course should launch. Uh, I'm not going to give a date 
because I might be wrong about the date, then that would be terrible. Uh, but if you take the, that survey in March, uh, then you'd get 50% off uh, later. So I hope that is useful for you. And as always, uh, if you, if you, even if you don't want that accountability course, you can take the survey and, um, and schedule a time and like click a button where you can schedule a time for a free one-on-one lesson with me just to uh, get a good, uh, solid understanding of where you're at in your musicianship and where you need to go to develop your ear. So 